Hey, and welcome back to the Just Hit Send podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Jeff. Welcome to episode number two about my experience with weight loss and implementing a healthy lifestyle. Well, it's a new week and it's fresh, even though it's Friday and it's not the start of the week, it's still fresh. We like to be fresh on the way into the weekend, right? There's a new James Bond movie out, so what could be better, right? If you've seen it, let me know how it is. I have not seen it yet. I think I need to do it severe justice and go through all of the movies again and then watch it. I'm a big old Daniel Craig fan, so I'm pumped. So uh, yeah, what could be better, right? Happy Friday to you if you're listening to this when this uh, first release. And uh, just really glad that you're here. Thank you again so much for all the positive feedback from episode one in the trailer. Oh my goodness, you guys blew up my DMs and my Instagram and Facebook feeds and tagged me in your awesome post. So blessed, so thankful. So this episode, episode number two, is about weight loss and healthy lifestyles and healthy living. So I do want to be transparent and open with you. Um, This may not be the episode for you. If you're currently struggling with comparison, especially as it relates to body image or weight loss. So I just want to let you know that in today's episode, we will be talking about things like dieting and eating disorders and exercising, um, body image and mental health as well. So don't feel like you need to do me a solid and push through listening to this episode if it's not going to benefit you or bring you life. Feel free to exit out of this one and check back in next week for my next episode. You can always come back to this one later if you want to. So that being said, let's get going on episode number two. This is all about my experiences, and that's really what I want to emphasize on. This is my personal experience and my story with weight loss and implementing a healthy lifestyle that I have right now. I mentioned in last week's episode that the theme of this podcast is to do things despite our lack of having all the answers or all the resources or all the questions answered and you know, with all of that fear of what's to come out of the way. So friends, this is probably one of the most vulnerable stories I can share with you about doing things afraid. And it has a happy ending to it, but it's definitely not over for me yet. So let's just hit send together, shall we? I think it's helpful to know a little bit about my history in this area of life before I bring you up to speed on what the current chapter here is looking like. And I think it's super important, actually, when we're seeing success stories or improvement journeys that are posted on the internet for us to observe or follow along with, that there are details today that I'm leaving out. Whether intentionally or unintentionally, there are years worth of data behind the 27-year-old you're listening to right now. And the same goes for yourself, right? You're not who you were when you were a teenager or a child. And the point of this podcast and this episode in particular is to encourage you in your journey because we do not get to see every detail of your journey, but I wanna encourage you with a few details of mine. So just hitting some of the highlights here, I grew up as a fairly active kid. I didn't play sports or join any teams or anything like that, but we grew up with a pool in the backyard and my sister and I were hardcore players. Like 
enjoy to play. I'm talking like six-year-old Kelsey, so don't get the wrong idea. Anyways, I went to public school from kindergarten right up through senior year of high school. I don't totally remember when it happened. I'd have to ask my mom and, well, I'm already recording, so here we are. But my sister and I signed up for dance lessons at a local dance studio that was not a part of the school. Again, this was probably early middle school, late elementary school, sometime around there. And I was painfully shy at this point in my life. Like my mom mentions to me that when I was in preschool and early elementary school, the kids, when she came to pick me up, would ask her if I even knew how to talk because I was very shy and, well, clearly I didn't talk that much. And it's kind of hilarious how, how we grow and what we become and what we end up doing later in life. Hi. But anyway, dancing for me was a bit of a stretch. Uh, pun definitely intended. So long story short, my sister and I ended up really liking dance once we got into it. And we like really liked it. And we became quite good at it too. My sister was incredibly talented when it came to ballet. And that's the only form of dance that I refused to try. I thought because it was too girly, but probably because she was just great and I didn't want to be worse than her at it. I don't know. And um, I myself though, I loved tap dancing. I enjoyed jazz and hip hop over the years as well, but there was just something about tap dancing that really made sense to me. I like how precise it is and how small movements make a really big difference in a routine. It was cool to me and I don't know, I became quite good at it actually. We continued to dance with practices several days a week, every single week. And so for that reason, I was in pretty good shape, still a child, but still very active. And I also ate whatever I wanted to because A, still a kid here and B, uh, would sweat it out every evening after school at dance practice. So what's the harm, right? I began to notice though that there was a transition happening around seventh grade, I think. And it seemed like all the girls I went to school got like stupid pretty over summer vacation and started dressing and looking different than we all did in sixth grade. And somehow my memo in the mail got lost because again, this was like 2007. I surely did not have a phone. Fast forward into high school, I was still in dance at this point and going through the body changes and life changes and weird stuff that happens during your teenage years, especially in high school. And I somehow befriended like all of the track team in school and in particular the male track team. I don't know. High school, very weird, very weird. But my best friend was a very tall and very athletic built person um, who he was very well respected in the school and one of the top track runners, I, runners is, I don't even know, clearly didn't learn much from him, <laughs> but he was very well respected by parents, coaches, everybody. And I was the one on the opposite end there who, again, didn't participate in any teams or sports. And I did anything I could to get out of gym class, literally anything. And I remember sitting with my newfound track team friends in their coach's office in between classes, my junior and especially in my senior year of high school. 
I remember looking around the room and thinking, why on earth do these people like me? I look nothing like them. Like they're all in their Nike, Adidas, whatever camp they happen to be in, athletic wear with their little Adidas slides in their socks. No, I couldn't be farther from different from them. I was super short for one and no longer of an athletic build. Uh, apparently the dance lessons couldn't keep up with the snack foods anymore. And I was an orchestra kid who was found in the music wing all the time. When I wasn't with the track team in the gym, it was there, let alone my actual education classes that I had to be in. But that's where I was all the time. And who I was surrounded by influenced my, my thoughts and what I ended up believing about myself. And it's not that the track team or my best friend or really anyone that I remember ever bullied or picked on me for my appearance, but it was subtle stuff that that track team would say about their own appearance or each other's appearance that made me question mine. And that's actually a key concept of how and why I was able to take control over my health and wellness when it was 2020 last year, during the height of the pandemic, I was able to come away from the distractions I found and focused on myself for an extended period of time. I was so distracted on the daily up until this point. And I struggled somewhere. And again, the timeline is very fuzzy with binge eating And this is during the time when I was working to improve my dance techniques in high school. So sometime in high school, that was the struggle I was facing as well. And the dance world back then, and I cannot speak for it generally right now, what that looks like since it's been over a decade since I've been in that scene. But back then it was very competitive and pretty toxic. And I did not even enter competitions or anything like that, but that's how it was. And this was about 2009 or so. So body positivity wasn't exactly a concept we openly talked about or even heard before. Um, And I didn't participate in like the dance moms type drama that you see on TV But honest to God, that's not totally far from the truth on how it is in that world. Uh, Some of that is a little, you know, dramatic. Not that I don't think it was real. I don't know. It's TV. What can you expect? But there's a lot of pressure. And especially with dance, it's kind of different if you want to link dancing in with other sports is because with dance, you're a performer, You do not, you know, have games or meets or anything like that. You perform. That's your thing. That's the end all for you. That's what you're practicing and working towards. So you need to look the part. And let's just say picking out costumes for our recitals each year. Oh, my God. That was my least favorite part of the whole dancing experience for me. I would nauseate at the idea of that was what we had looking forward to that evening, whenever that came up. So moving on to my freshman year of college, good old 2012, I commuted to a community college in the area and worked part-time for the first couple of years of school. 
Oh my gosh, this newfound freedom was amazing to me. And I had the ever so tempting Tim Hortons located on every block on my way to school, from school to the office, and then from the office back home every single day. Now, while I don't believe I can completely blame Tim Hortons, the corporation, for my severe weight gain back then, but their tactics of having one in every street corner in Western New York, I see you, Timmy's. I see you. It worked for me. So one of my favorite foods, even to this day, just talking about it last night with my husband is bagels. I love bagels so much. I would carve out a lot of time and a ton of money too towards bagels with cream cheese and coffees with heavy cream and sugar. That was what's going on at Tim Hortons for me. Honestly, the phrase a medium double double sends a shiver down my spine how many times I would say that in a week to a drive through person at Tim Hortons. Whoa, not in a happy, fun way. But like I mentioned in episode number one of this podcast, I went to school for business and thus landed myself my first desk job in 2012 when I went to school. I have worked corporate businesses in many different corporate businesses since 2012 and I'm still in one today. So nearly a decade of my life um, has been dedicated to sitting at a desk and I adopted therefore a very sedentary lifestyle and I still have that today. And I work from home, which is even worse for that situation. So I'll pick up the speed on the timeline a little bit and fast forward to 2020, so last year. I was at my highest weight in the spring of 2020, and I'm just going to throw out numbers to you so you can get a picture. I've been very transparent with you guys today. So the spring of 2020, I was at my highest weight of 222 pounds, and I'm five foot one, um, a very petite female or a wee lad, as some would say, <laughs> um, to give you some sort of a visual there. I struggled with my weight, but also made a ton of excuses for myself for the years leading up prior to that. And something that made my experiences a bit extra difficult, in my opinion, is that my boyfriend at the time, aka my now husband, was finishing his program in school to be a dietitian. A lot of people say, oh, you've got it made because he's a dietitian. You have, you know, your nutrition Google at disposal all the time. Yep, I get that. Totally. It's a very big blessing, but it's a double blow to me at this time, especially because my self-esteem was crumbling because that's who he was going to be in about two seconds. His passion in life was and is nutrition and the science behind food and how it works for or against us in our bodies. And I felt like I was letting him down as the significant other of a future dietitian. Like how could we be so polar opposite in this area of life and move forward in our relationship? How could we get engaged and married if I was, I supported him, but did I? <laughs> it, was, it was a messy one. And it's nothing he did or said that ever challenged me on that situation. He always encouraged me towards a healthy lifestyle as he does for anybody. If you know him personally, you would probably could say, yeah, I've been encouraged by Aaron because of that. But it was nothing he said that said mm, lose weight over through. No, nothing ever like that. But anyway, it was the week of my 26th birthday, April 2020 
when my friend posted a photo of me from that day on social media, it was a full body shot pretty much. Um, and that's when I think I actually realized how heavy I had become. And I didn't even recognize myself in that photo. I was super, super ashamed of what I saw. And it wasn't because of her, it was because of me, but I was swarmed with overwhelming negativity about myself. I felt stuck and like I lost everything. Um, I felt like a lost cause. I tried the whole 30 program a year or two prior with some coworkers of mine. And I lost um, 15 pounds in about a month, right? In the 30 days. And I did that a year or two prior to this situation. And also that was the most stressful time of my life for other personal reasons. So it was, it, it was, it was a tough time, but I gained it all back. Um, fast forward to 2020 and then some, and that's where I was And the same week, um, that I had my birthday, of course, Ooh, happy birthday to me. I found a black hole of YouTube as one does. And, um, I found this, this BBC show. Um, I don't know what it's called. I could have looked it up, but I didn't. And uh, it's about extreme eaters, though, where they would ask these extremely obese people to track their food for a week, what they were actually consuming and be honest without trying to implement any healthy lifestyles or whatever. And at the end of the week, the show crew would shove all of the food that they ate in a week into this clear plastic cylinder thing to show that, you know, what it all visually looked like piled up in one giant pile and on top of that, a dietitian would give the person their life expectancy if they did not change their ways and what potential health issues could be coming for them in their future. Now, whether you agree or disagree with the tactics of that show, don't, don't hinge on that for this episode. That's not where I'm coming from. Just want to give you that's what I was viewing at the time. I was hooked on watching clips of this show for like three or four days before my birthday. And when I saw that photo of myself posted on my birthday, I came to the very end of my rope. Like it was the end, like the little frayed bits, not even holding on one more handful. No, it was the end. And it was more than just not liking the way I looked, but the harsh reality that what was happening inside of me and what was at work inside of me that was going against me was way worse than anything that I was experiencing on the outside of just gaining weight in my face and my my stomach area whatever that wasn't even the the hard thing for me it was the life expectancy stuff that was coming up in that show that scared me I was like whoa I'm 26 I don't want anything to happen to me so May 1st, 2020, I began on a journey that was going to be very hard, but to be quite honest with you, that's what I'm here to do. Um, it was honestly much easier than I thought it was going to be. And my life sucks a lot less now than I thought it was going to back in May of 2020. And ultimately, I just wanted to make my life look drastically different than it did on April 30th. So some of the details are honestly kind of fuzzy to me um, with it being over a year and a half 
out from that day. But my first step, so we're all about first steps. What what step do we take here, right? On just hit send. But my first step was to get rid of my trigger foods and remove them from my space, the place I could control. And for me, my trigger foods are, um, the number one is tortilla chips. You can serve these to me plain or with salsa or queso, some sort of dip, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'll take either. Um, After doing some research about trigger foods recently, I found out that tortilla or corn chips are the number one most triggering food to people in the whole wide world. So maybe that's your kind of thing as well. I think that's incredibly fascinating. What is it about those things, right? And I also gave up convenience foods as my dietitian boyfriend mentioned in passing one day. And again, I didn't even tell anybody that this was a thing like May 1st, this is what I'm deciding, support me. I didn't even say that to anybody, not my roommate at the time, not him, nobody, not my family, anybody. But he mentioned to me, my dietitian boyfriend said in passing one day, and I think this is great, that convenience foods like box mac and cheese, can of pastas, fast food, whatever, they're convenient for today, but they're not convenient for tomorrow. And I'm like, woo, it all actually began to hit me finally. I wasn't mentally strong or physically strong enough to handle being in the presence of those foods that cause me to binge out, that cause incredibly unhealthy emotional attachments towards. And I know that's not an issue for everyone, but again, this is just me sharing my experiences with you. And I started making my own meals that included whole foods. I ate as many veggies as I could and loosely followed that guidance of the Whole30 program that honestly taught me a lot about inflammatory foods, especially because I do have issues with my immune system. So that was very beneficial for me to learn. I also cut out all dairy, literally all of it, all processed foods, again, literally all of it, and held myself accountable to my food choices by posting photos of my meals on my Instagram stories very regularly. Not every day, but very regularly. I still do that today. If I felt shame about a meal or food item that I was about to consume because I didn't want people to see it via my Instagram stories, I cut it out. And I know you're thinking, wow, this probably sounds super harsh, like way too rigid, um, super crazy, right? Way of going about things. But, and, and I'm not suggesting this to you or telling you this is what you should do to get the same results I did. But this is what I personally needed at the time. I needed a shock to my system because I was gaining weight at rapid speed, like very dangerously crazy. And I had high cholesterol, I had high blood sugar, and this was it for me. Like this was a fork in the road. For me, I needed to learn what real balance is as as it relates to dietary decisions and stop kidding myself for like an extended period of time, not just for a week, not just for a month. For I needed to stop kidding myself for the rest of my life. That's where I was at. Because if I wanted to see the results that I so desperately needed and so desperately was hoping for this time around, I needed to be real with myself. 
And I had been so lax in my boundaries with what I was feeding my body that I needed to be kind to it for once. I don't know how long I went without being kind to my body on a regular basis, way too long, honestly. I don't, to be quite honest with you, I do not think I have been kind to my body for my entire life until last year, which is crazy, right? It's kind of sad, but it's, it's true. And like kind in the real way of being kind, not a fake kind that convinced myself that ice cream or whatever was being kind to myself because I wanted it and there is grace for me. Therefore, I have balance. Therefore, I can have it. And yes, ice cream is great. I don't think foods are good or bad. They're just there. They're just foods. Broccoli is not good or bad. It's just there. It's just broccoli. So being very black and white in my decisions on this, and I'm a very black and white person, like gray, it doesn't exist to me sometimes. But being very black and white in my decisions on will this food or meal bring me life or will it bring me back to what April looked and felt like for me? And I thought bigger than myself as well. Like I wanted kids in the future. I wanted the potential to be around for a long time to annoy the heck out of my husband, right? <laughs> I'm doing this for the generations that are come are that are to come behind me. A good part of the progress I started to see was greatly due to the fact that I was now working from home in the middle of COVID-19, the crazy pandemic, I no longer had the temptations of donuts and birthdays and takeout for lunch because I literally ate whatever I wanted to and in huge quantities prior to embarking on this lifestyle change. Looking back on it, I'm like, dang, girl, you were so selfish. So I was learning about food and my body during this journey and also working on my heart and my brain space at the same time. Like it was a full like turnaround overload situation. I was dropping years of shame and guilt and lies and exchanging them for life and truth and true balance and doing hard work that I don't think, I didn't think back then I was capable of. I kept a running list in my phone and I still have that running list in my phone right now that I keep up with today of my different weights and how it's fluctuated over the last year and a half or so. So May 1st, I clocked in at 222 pounds and May 31st, I clocked in at 211 pounds. And I'm the type of person where I cannot check my weight every day. It's really bad for my mental mental health and my mental well-being. And I can get very addicted to the rush of feeling good about myself when I see a number drop. And then on, flip, on the flip side, I can get really down on myself for feeling and seeing no change or an increase, God forbid, on the scale. I bought one of those scales that reads a ton of different metrics for you. So it's like a, one of those things you can connect to Bluetooth to your phone, like an app or something, and it'll show you your uh, water weight and um, I don't know, a bunch of different things. So I love that. I'll link to the one that I have in the show notes. So go go to that. It's on Amazon. I highly recommend um, getting one of those. So you could it could show you 
way more improvement and change than in just your weight. Cause it doesn't really matter about your weight. Like it does. I could hear, um, Aaron cringing at that comment, but it, I get it. It does. But like, there's a lot more to you and you are not defined as a human of value worth, worth loving and worth living for by a number on a scale. I don't think anyone would have thought I weighed X, Y, Z because I carry it very different from other people. Cause you might have a severe problem with weight yourself and weigh less than I do right now. Like it's just very independent of people. My goal was to lose a pound a week for weight loss. And that is slow and steady work, my friends. And some weeks that happened and others, it certainly did not. But it took me three full months to lose 20 pounds, which felt awesome. But the first pounds, as I'm finding out, they were the easiest to lose. Once I got going with my weight loss, I started to tell people what I was doing and asked them to please respect my decisions and wishes when it came to food. And, oh man, I realized the amount of peer pressure we face when we're out and about um, to eat or, or when we're just offered food by somebody else, it's crazy hard to deal with. I love the food I was deciding to eat. Why did I suddenly feel so bad about it or judged about that decision when I was around other people? I took the first full year of this journey to focus on diet only. I did implement a little bit of exercise, but like seriously, I very much slacked so hard in that area. And it was also just a really busy season of my life. And I was unwilling to commit to a routine and exercise. I am still in that mode right now. It was a decision I made to not exercise. One that has consequences for sure, but it's my decision nonetheless. So after one year of turning my lifestyle and decision-making efforts and habits around, I lost a total of 55 pounds. So I'm pretty happy about that. That was pretty cool. Again, it was solely on dietary changes and very minimal physical activity, but it's pretty amazing how much of our lives are influenced by what we eat every day. And that's what the whole year was for me, learning about food and its influence on us. I'm recording this episode at the beginning of October, 2021. And since May of this year, I've lost another eight pounds. That's it. From May 2021 to October 2021, only eight pounds. That's because I severely put a pause on the weight loss and shifted into maintenance mode for myself when I got fitted for my wedding dress in June of this year, since it was a custom-made dress that was being made to my exact <laughs> measurements. I did not want to have to deal with any alterations after the dress came in. So yeah, I've been bouncing around the same weight for the last few months here. And it's slightly discouraging at times, but I'm overall like not really discouraged as I've had a pretty stressful last few months with just handling the life change of getting married. And the final month of wedding prep was just absolutely killer. Like, oh my goodness. Um, ultimately, I'm feeling much more comfortable in my own skin and just loving that I now know without much thought 
at all. What my body needs to be healthy and to be happy, I can make very quick pivots and decisions. I know how to lose weight. I know how to maintain weight. I was just telling my husband last night, I think it's even more of an accomplishment that over the last six months or so that I have maintained the same weight and not fluctuated in one way or the other. That means I I know I learned something. I grew. I'm growing. It, that's pretty cool to me. Last week, I went to my yearly physical at my doctor's office and my doctor ran the numbers again to see over the last three years what I was looking like. And I no longer have high blood pressure or high cholesterol. And she obviously saw a massive difference in my weight. So that was pretty incredible. She came into the office after seeing my chart just on weight alone. And she did happy dances with me. And she was like, this is incredible. Like, what did you do? Because you certainly didn't use the weight loss program we promote. And I was like, no, I did it the old fashioned way, actually just diet. And she was like, what? Okay, well, that's great. And then once we looked at those uh, different metrics, she was like, dude, good job. So that was pretty cool to see the internal change as well as the external so yeah, that's kind of my journey on that. Obviously, tons of different details have been left out just for honesty sake of time. And I'm sure this will not be the last time we go down this road together, but I also don't want to make it too, too long for you. Um, but I do want to uh, give you some practical tips and answer some of the questions I received on social media about this. And um, you know, as it relates to mainly weight loss, I'm talking here, I know it's not the only health journey people are on by any means, but that's the one we're talking about today. I know so many men and women struggle in this area of life. And for one, you are not alone. Um, I know sometimes that phrase is thrown around so often, it kind of doesn't mean anything to it. But seriously, the things that you struggle with and the um, day-to-day you may face in this area of life, others are facing it as well. I myself have faced probably a lot of the same things you face uh, right now. So I just want to let you know that I feel you and um, the struggle you don't have to go at alone either. But um, some tips really. Number one, what works for you, it will be unique. So my body is different from my husband's body and my family's and the girls on Instagram. And you need to put on your Sherlock hat and figure out what works best for you, especially in whatever season of life you're in. And this could change too over over time. Yay, we love life. (laughs) But for example, I do not have a gallbladder, okay? We might have that general difference between you and I. So that means no high fat foods like avocados. I cannot handle avocados straight up. I cannot. They are, no, it's not cute. And I, so a high fat diet, no, I, I cannot. I need low fat, high fiber. And I also practice personally um, intermittent, intermittent fasting every day. So not all body types can do that. And it's more damaging than good for most people, most adults. And honestly, I also pray to God that and included him on this part of my my life and my journey because this is where I was struggling and I needed help from him to keep going. So I highly recommend if you are a faith-based person, um, introduce God into the situation. You don't have to go alone from a human perspective, but also with him as well. Tip number two, balance is not an excuse. Okay, this is probably the harshest 
one and toughest pill to swallow in this episode. So I think we generally swing really hard in overindulgence just as a culture here in the West, and we do it in the name of balance. And that was one of my biggest issues prior to last year. I chose to say no to a lot of things at the beginning of my turnaround experience because I needed to exercise that option to actually say no. I rarely ever said no to the things that I wanted prior to last year. And that was super unhealthy for me for more than just my weight gain. It's just not healthy to act that way in general. And I'm not trying to be mean or harsh with you right now. I'm just being real and letting you know that your mindset might need to be a little bit shifted on this one area of health and wellness as it relates to balance. And it could be preventing what's to come for you with change. Something, it seems so small, right? Like a mindset changes what's getting in the way of my whatever, X, Y, Z, even if it's not weight loss for you, if it's something else. But I really think taking a look at what true balance is could really be beneficial for you if you're struggling in this area. Okay, number three, find inspiring people to follow, okay? And I mean this in person and online. So I mentioned in last week's episode that I curate my feed on Instagram to be very life-giving. I do not find athletic Instagram accounts inspiring whatsoever. I only follow one, and it's because she is a good friend of mine, Kayla. So I do follow her. I do think she is very inspiring, but I cannot follow a ton of different athletic Instagram accounts that give me flex pictures and gym pictures and stuff like that. Some people really find that inspiring, but I do not. I compare too much in that area and it gets me down. It doesn't bring me up. I do, however, follow a ton of food and cooking accounts that post content about delicious meals and balanced meals and recipes that inspire me to cook and to continue to eat healthy and to continue to eat whole. A couple that I love is the college nutritionist. She's fantastic, especially if you don't like to cook or spend a lot of time in the kitchen, go follow her. She's fantastic. Um, A second account, and this is a YouTube channel as well. It's called Pick Up Limes. So not pick up lines, like, you know, whatever. (laughs) Pick up limes, like the fruit, lemon and limes, limes. They're fantastic, super soothing and kind humans. Love their videos. And they have awesome uh, vegan recipes that I do not subscribe to veganism, but I think they're delicious because I try to be dairy-free for as much as I can. And then finally, AMJ Cooks. Um, That's my husband's account and you can follow him. He has really cool uh, meal prep photos and uh, recipes on there. And we post some things um, that we make together as well on there. So that's cool. Okay, number four, plan ahead. I am a big, big fan of meal prepping. And sometimes for me, meal prepping simply looks like I know what I'm going to have for dinner this coming week. And I don't do the portioned out prepared meals ahead of time. I don't cook anything ahead of time. I don't chop anything ahead of time, but I know what I'm having. Sometimes I do make all the meals ahead of time and do all the chopping. But 
I just personally need to take advantage of when I'm in a good headspace for the week prior, like a couple days before I'm going to go grocery shopping to make a good grocery list based on my needs and my desires for the week ahead. And Pinterest is my best friend for meal inspiration. You can go follow me on there. I have an extensive um, food board if you want to follow that. There's got some good recipes in there. But I just really need to take advantage of where my head is at. And I also um, try to plan ahead where I'm going. So I'm super in a, a soup and um, like fall recipe vibe right now. So that's what I curate at the moment. And then number five, change takes time. One of the hardest things to accept, seriously, lifelong lasting change takes a long time to make happen. You went 20, 30, 40 years working to get to where you are now. You cannot rewrite 20, 30, 40 years in one month or six months or even a year, right? And I'm not at and at my ultimate healthy weight yet. I'm not. I'm not by like the scientific dietitian charts and I'm not for me personally as well. And the last stretch here of weight I am looking to lose takes freaking hard work. Okay. And it does mean that I need to exercise, even though I really don't like it, even though I love kickboxing. So I really can't say that I don't, I just don't like the lead up. Okay. But remember it took me 365 days to lose 55 pounds. That is a long time. Okay. And it is very sustainable for me. And I do not struggle on a daily or weekly basis anymore to feel good about myself and know that my body is regularly getting the nutrients and the sustenance that it needs to keep going long-term. Again, I have a little list here. I'll kind of uh, knock them off pretty quickly here if I can. Some products that I truly recommend that made the journey easier for me. Number one, no surprise, surprise, an air fryer. Hello, millennials, especially if you're going at this journey by yourself, like your spouse or your family, or you just live alone. Um, if they're not doing it with you, I highly recommend this. Um, but even if you just want to cook better food, get one. They're amazing. I'll link to one below the one that we have. Um, number two, grocery pickup services. Oh my gosh. If you are in a super busy season of life, or even if you're not, honestly, Walmart's pickup service is absolutely free and it drop the temptation to grab a box of cookies or whatever on the way out of the checkout, checkout line at the grocery store. And also an awesome benefit of it is you can read the labels of food without worrying about being in someone's way or, you know, taking too much time. You can spend all week curating your grocery list because you have time and it's right at your fingertips on your phone. So I highly recommend that. Number three, the book Food Rules um, by Michael, I think he pronounces it Pollen. I'm not sure on that one. I'll link it below as well, though. I highly recommend this book, and this was recommended to me by my husband, the dietitian. Um, and then number four, the Sleep Cycle app. And this tracks your sleep and gives you real data and tips on how to improve on your sleep. And sleep is such a vital part of our health and well-being as humans. So we so desperately need sleep. So even if you just start working on getting more sleep as your first step, before even the trigger food thing, you're doing yourself a huge service. It's no small thing. Lastly, I just want to say that 
it's really pretty fun becoming a healthy version of yourself or a healthier version of yourself. It's very tough. It's some days suck, no doubt. But once you get to understand that you do hard things all the time and you can add this to your list of hard things that you do, it will become so much easier for you. I love spending time in the kitchen now and I love the way I feel after I post something yummy looking on my Instagram stories, which loads of people have told me that has inspired them on their journey. So who knows, you might just become a little influencer. It's not even about looking better or having your clothes fit better or whatever. If you want to do the cool and fun things and awesome things that you feel called to do in life, outside of weight loss, like start a business, keep going, start a family, whatever. We not only need to figure out how to go about doing those cool things, but also be ready in our physical and our mental and our emotional states to be able to better show up for the people we love and the people we want to serve. So that is all I have for you today on the Just Hit Send podcast. I hope this episode encouraged you and maybe even inspired you to realize that you too can do hard things and you don't need a dietitian husband in order to become a good version of yourself or a healthier version of yourself. Although I will say he helped greatly. So more so though, as my partner and my supporter than the dietitian, But again, I know that you guys want his insight on all things health and wellness, and he has agreed to come on the podcast, so stay tuned for that. He is a wealth of knowledge and is very inspiring to press on and keep fighting for your life. He calls out the things you need to hear, but he also handles people with grace, and he gets it because he's living this life with us too. And a lot of people think that, um, you know, him and I do not ever indulge in anything quote unquote bad or whatever, but my friend, no, no, it's all about real true balance, right? So be real with yourself today. Maybe even argue with yourself to snap yourself back into reality of what your current situation is. I believe you can make really great steps toward incredible change, especially in this area. If it's something you feel really passionate about going forward towards, all you need to do is take the first step towards it today. So if you enjoyed today's episode, would you share it with your friends and family? Make sure to tag me in your post so I can see how you're liking this show. Make sure you're following the show or subscribe to it depending on what platform you're listening on. I really appreciate you being here, friend. Thank you so much for walking through this journey with me and just uh, being willing to share um, a little bit of of me with you. And um, it's vulnerable, right? We're coming very vulnerable from the get-go. But I'm happy to share things with you. And if you want to start a conversation in our DMs or email me, anything like that, feel free to text me as well. Um, I'd love to talk more with you on this and encourage you um, or answer any questions you might have. I appreciate you being here, friend. I'll see you in the next episode. But until then, take care, my friend, and just hit send. Bye-bye.